Here we are for another episode then with The Marshall View, and today we've got our very special guest, Zara Fithian. So, hi Zara, how are you? Hey Dan, I'm very well, and you're one of the only people that can say my name correctly. Fithian, I've been practicing all day. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, right. Um, cool, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate you taking the time out. Um, no, thanks for having me. Being super busy at the moment, obviously doing all your online classes. We've just been saying about refurbing your gym as well, which we'll talk about in, in a little bit, I'm sure. Um, I guess we should start at the start then of how you got started in martial arts. Why, how, how did it all come about your illustrious career? Uh, I guess um, my dad is the main reason for me uh, sort of participating in martial arts in the first instance. Um, and he, you know, I've got three sisters. He wanted to make sure that we could all kind of take care of ourselves and, um, you know, use your father worries. And... Um, my youngest has gone along to a Shotokan karate class initially and I've sort of said this story before you might have heard it or might not have heard it so if, if anyone listens heard this I apologize uh, so yeah so you know all all siblings I think are different aren't they I don't know if you've got brothers or sisters but you know my three sisters no, were, were, were all completely I think in other ways it's, it's great to experience being a brother or sister but um so i've got three sisters and we're all completely different all different personalities you know totally different character traits um so myself and and zoe were are very similar in age there's about 12 months between us and you know completely different as as youngsters growing up she was very outgoing very boisterous very tomboyish if you like and i was a little bit more reserved and quiet and, and shy um, so my dad took her along to the class initially and um, anything that she did I wasn't allowed to do or anything that I wanted to do she didn't want anything to do with so it was kind of like you know a love-hate relationship a little bit sure. um, not like that now we get on absolutely great now all of us so um, you know just sibling rivalry I guess yeah yeah so I wasn't allowed to go along initially and then when I when I did um, just was hooked literally from the from the first day I loved it the structure the discipline learning the new techniques all that kind of stuff and um just fell in love with it instantly and never missed a session never missed a training session even when I broke my arm and was injured I would still sit on the sidelines and, and go and watch the session even if I couldn't you know participate from a young age from sort of seven sure. um that's how I kind of got started and then skip forward a few years um was introduced to kind of the competition scene and by that point I kind of started to study different styles and particularly kickboxing and taekwondo um and yeah, then sort of get, got to travel around the world and compete internationally. I started sort of coaching and being assistant instructor, um, you know, sort of in my teens as well. Yeah. And from that young age, always wanted to uh, sort of compete, be an athlete and coach. They were kind of my, my, main, my main goals and passions, which is quite uh, rare so for, for sort of a 14, 15 year old at that time. Um, or, you know, even in sort of, you know, your teens or, I mean, some people do, don't even know what they want to do now, do they? In, in adulthood. <laughs> Um, I was very driven and, and sort of knew what I wanted to do from a very early age. So that was quite, um, quite important to me. So that, that's what happened. I uh, did all my studies um, and then sort of um, became a full-time instructor uh, as well as competing and stuff. And that allowed me to travel around the world. And that opened doors for me in sort of the movie and TV industry and the stunt industry. Um, yeah, and it's just kind of been an ongoing journey since and different, you know, doors have opened um and it's been uh, an incredible journey so you know ups and downs as uh, you know i started the, my own business the personal best academy yeah. uh sort of branched out and opened that here in mansfield and 
yeah it's been it's been a, it's been a learning curve and um exciting one very fortunate to have a you know great support network on my family and friends and the instructor team that we've built here at the academy absolutely awesome um yeah and then i'm, I'm here now opening um and, and well not open i've started a new business but because of the lockdown and covid stuff yeah. you know sort of things certain things are on hold and sure. you have to adapt and uh, and change strategies sometimes in, in other areas but yeah so we've i've got kind of three or four businesses um that i run now obviously the academy is is one of the main ones and my stunt acting work um so my zp sports brand um is almost ready to launch um we we just had some um Production's kind of been halted with some of that stuff, you know, because, you know, different territories and stuff are in lockdown, yeah. different rules and things apply to different countries. But so, you know, when we sort of come out of this, hopefully that's something that I can share with you guys, my new sports brand, ZP Sports Brand. Amazing, yeah. Um, yeah, so um, in, in talks with different kind of production companies and things like that, I know we're going to get into chatting a bit more about stuff, but sure. yeah, and uh, that's where I am now. Amazing, cool. Yeah, very, very cool. Let's go back a little bit then. So you said you started with the karate, you did that for a few years, and then you started training in other stuff. Was there a reason why you wanted to train and kind of start cross training? Was it just to expand your own knowledge? Did you think that maybe karate yeah. lacked some things that you wanted or? Oh no, I love karate. No, I absolutely love karate. Um, I didn't want to stop doing karate at all. Um, one of the the um, sort of head karate instructor uh, sadly passed away. Um, and then as you kind of get older, because I sort of got into the competition scene and that, that's one of the reasons why I started to do other styles yeah. to explore because I just wanted to learn uh, and still love doing that now. You know, I think we're, we're always learning um, or students. And yeah, the, the kickboxing school that I joined were very competitive um, and competition driven in certain areas. And, and I really wanted to explore that. So that's one of the reasons um, for sort of expanding out really and, and just knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was only because of just circumstances that I wasn't able to continue at that karate club anymore. Sure. But I trained with them for, you know, like 14 years or whatever it was. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a long time. Brilliant. The competition then circuit. So you said that you wanted to do that for a while. Was that always your main goal when you started martial arts? Did you think I want to eventually compete? Um, Not necessarily compete. I love to fight. I always okay. wanted, it was, which was very uh, strange to all my family and friends because <laughs> of my personality. So I was very... Um, I don't think I ever, I don't think I really felt shy, but I was I guess I came across as a sort of quite shy and reserved, but I would just keep myself to myself. Mm -hmm. um, and um, but when when I was kind of training or on the mats or whatever, that's where I sort of found my passion and my energy and my voice, if you like. Um, and I used to love sparring and fighting and, and competing. So, um, yeah, absolutely love that side of it. And then it wasn't until later that um sort of found the sort of forms and the weapons competition as well and started doing that side of things as well as um you know the sort of fighting styles um and initially i didn't really want to do that because i, I was just interested in the fighting and becoming better at fighting yeah. um, but i think that the the sort of the traditional kata and the creative forms and the weapons um gave me a competitive competitive edge mm -hmm. and um it actually in some competitions, you know, you can be there all day. You can be there from, you know, 8.30 in the morning, sometimes earlier, through until, I mean, one tournament, I remember it was, you know, I think 12.30 at night, 1 a.m. in the morning before we left. You know, wow. so yeah. sometimes, not so much nowadays, but definitely before, uh, you could be at a tournament, like, all day. Yeah. And I have to travel a few hours to get there and a few hours to get back and stuff. Um, so that kind of helped pass the time. But then I sort of came to love that side of it as well. I used to love yeah, in, in sort of kata and the patterns and all that kind of stuff too but um 
yeah, I, I just, I just, it's not necessarily something I was looking for initially, but something that I definitely enjoyed doing. Oh, I wouldn't have done it for so long. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you're now a multiple world champion. Um, how did it feel winning your first your first world championship? Like, can you still remember it now? Like, how did it come about? Um, so, yeah, I think it, it's sort of one of those things that um, obviously I'm very proud of, and I'm very self-critical and very. Um, uh, quite a perfectionist and something so um this might come across a little bit wrong or ungrateful but i'm not at all um i totally appreciate everybody's support and what i did to get there but for me it's always about being better so even though i won my first world title I was like, that's amazing but can i go back to training now because i need to improve this because this wasn't good enough right. so um i can't I've, I've sort of always had that if that makes sense um um that sort of passion to do, do better so winning the world title not that it wasn't good enough but it was like okay but i need to win this and have this performance as well so it was kind of um yeah what was it enough for me just to do that if that makes sense but i was you know looking back really grateful and um in, enjoyed the the whole experience of doing that so obviously i haven't competed for a few years now so um but i i I think all the different tournaments that I've done, whether it's the World Championships or just a national or a regional tournament, they've all got different memories and um, different things that I take away from them. So, you know, some, some of the tournaments might not have been World Championship titles, but the fights in there and the competition were just as good. And I've got, you know, really great memories from those events as well as the World Championships. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's important to always kind of stay grounded, which is what I sort of try and do um and stay humble but for me it was all, always a it's a personal experience for me and um, trying to better myself each and every time um and, and some days you know i went on the tournament circuit and i had bad days but still won um yeah, yeah. so that was frustrating for me because i don't want to have bad days and win i want to have good days and win but, yeah, sure. but you know it's, it's it is what it is and it was definitely a learning experience for me and that i think the competition circuit and the arena that I was in for such a long time um, helps kind of shape my future for the stunt and the acting industry as well because I've taken that confidence and that performance element from the competition arena into screen so that, that's another benefit of doing that as well for me. Perfect. Um, you're also a two-time Guinness World Record holder is that correct? I set two Guinness World Records I think they've been broken yeah. now but yeah definitely okay. yeah. yeah I set them and um, that, that was a fun experience so a production company from Sky TV contacted me about the first one which was the the, the chocolate um, American footballs that yeah. kicked off people's heads <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah it was kind of Easter time when that came about so that's why it was kind of with the chocolate and stuff but um, so that was a really fun experience and um, uh, you know, I had a couple of meetings with those guys and they were like, yeah, we've come up with this really great idea. This is what we're going to do. I was like, okay, cool. Sounds fun. <laughs> um, so we did that. And um, then I, from, I think when, when you kind of do a Guinness World Record and you set one and you kind of go on the record books, then other countries, other Guinness World Record um, sort of shows or productions um, contact you because they're like, oh, would you like to come and do this record? So you kind of get a little bit on the radar and that's how the second one came about. Um, and I think initially when the second one came about, there was already a world record for um, the male highest jumping kick, right. which was like crazy high. And they're like, oh, let's do a female one. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not particularly known for my jumping kicks, right? As in 
the height of them but um, I was like okay sure let's do it so we set that one as well I did that in India and then um, I went to China to uh, I had a competitor who wanted to break the record and then I, I broke the record and I set a new record so that was really cool again all these experiences have allowed me to travel around the world and meet new people and yeah. uh, been a really great experience um, so the highest kicking one I did was like seven foot two, but I think there's, yeah. I know there's a, a European girl that I think that broke it and she's like huge. But I was obviously really fortunate and grateful to be able to set the two world records. That, yeah. that was really cool. A really good experience as well. Amazing. Yeah, cool. Um, let's go a little bit towards the business side of it then. So obviously you've said you've started now with four businesses that you run. Um, from an early age, it seemed like 14, 15, you were already instructing, assisting, things like that. Did you know at that point you wanted to do martial arts full-time oh, as yeah. a job, as a career from... Even from before that, that you just wanted yeah. to do martial arts every day. Yeah. Teaching. It wasn't so much teaching at the start uh, initially, yeah. um, but I think I got my more confidence from teaching and being able to pass back and share knowledge and things like that as well. And I wanted, um, especially in the sort of teaching side, I really wanted people to... Um, see the benefits and like how this has kind of shaped and changed my life and uh, being able to change people's lives for the better and, and giving people like a positive outlook was really important to me um but yeah i just wanted to just train all the time you know that that, that was kind of my focus um especially kind of as as a teenager sort of growing up you know a lot of my friends would go out you know hang out socialize and i, I did do that to an extent but they um they sort of really understood kind of my my circle of friends at the time that this is this is what my life is about it's about martial arts and um it's my way of life and they were really sort of forgiven in that sense and understood when they're like oh you know zara do you want to come out to this da, 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 da. i was like oh, i'm training I've got a competition at the weekend so you know i've got to train whatever but and it's not because um i don't feel like i've lost out on anything in that sense i just felt like i just had my vision and my goal and what i wanted to do and a lot of people at that time didn't um so i know i mean um you know some people might look at that and go oh well you know maybe you're overtraining, or you know you should have been able to you know to kind of you know be a teenager and go do what teenager stuff you know whatever but i was like this is what i want to do so i was very happy to do that and uh, train as much as possible yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what age did you first open your academy then um or start professionally teaching let's say uh, so when I was in college, I was, um, teaching, uh, as an instructor, so part-time and I think I was probably 20, okay. 19, almost 20, I think when I opened my full-time academy in Mansfield in 2007. Um, and I opened with no students and I took on a building from an associate who was going into liquidation mm -hmm. and I sort of took over the rent of the building and it was quite a fast learning curve of imagine, yeah. um, because you know that the teaching side of things even though I was kind of in a bit of a management role um, I understood quite a lot of stuff and had a lot of experience in certain things but um, you know structuring a business and other, other the other side of stuff I wasn't so up with mm -hmm. so yeah at first it was very hard very very hard and Mansfield at the time um, you know was um, how, how, do I, how do I sort of word this it was it's of a different mindset in certain areas and you know a full-time martial art academy in this town at that time was kind of a big no-no and very much against the ethos of martial arts and 
being a female doing that as well I had a lot of grief from male instructors that have been teaching in these traditional styles for you know many many years um but you know I, I was successful it worked and then now um i mean i've moved a couple of times since 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 uh, 2007 all of my previous buildings that i've been in um these traditional martial art instructors have gone in and open full-time centers so oh, really? uh, i feel like we've kind of set a bit of a precedent in mansfield itself um it's kind of a, a, the next town outside of nottingham yeah. so it's not a city but it's um it's quite a big town and um, I think there must be there must be around 10, 12 full time martial arts schools in Mansfield now. So we've definitely sort of changed the mindset in that sense. And, um, you know, sort of given that. Um, yeah, just change the mindset that, you know, being a martial art instructor or running this, um, you know, this facility here it is a profession. It is a viable business and we keep our integrity with the martial arts that we do. So we're not taking any, anything away from the martial arts. In fact, we're giving back and we're allowing more people to come and train with us. We're a full time facility. Um, so that's been that's been really special and important. And to see that mind shift uh, has been really cool. Fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so. Yeah, why do you think there was that mindset originally then, kind of prior to... Mansfield's like this? an old mining town, so okay. I think just like with with different areas, you know, the you know, the development of the area is a little bit behind, or was, not anymore, I think, I think the mindset has definitely changed. Um, um, where I, I grew up in Nottingham, Nottingham's very much multicultural and very diverse, Mansfield wasn't so, you know, wasn't the, the same as Nottingham, so it felt different coming yeah. here um and you know for, for other reasons as well but basically i think that the redevelopment of the area now has grown massively there's people coming and commuting from mansfield um to sort of different cities and different jobs and areas now and i think um especially over the last 10 years i've seen a massive change um a positive change which is really great um but yeah i think i think it's just just with any sort of old old area or you know people don't always accept change yeah or new things and it takes time and i think it just took time here initially um so yeah i'm glad i stuck it out and you know the students here were fantastic as well uh and i think um i think you 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 attract like-minded people so i yeah. think that's a positive here too with the students you know we've got a real family ethos here and um sort of a culture which is which is really uh positive and important to me um yeah, and I think it just takes time. And for me, I think growing the reputation of the school and just getting people to kind of see what it is we do and what we're about was really important. So um, I know, especially like in the early days, you know, guys would come into the academy and be like, oh, it's, this girl's teaching me. But, you know, when they're on the mats and then they, you know, they leave that, oh, okay, now we've got a different impression. So um, just first impression sometimes and just mindset. But we're definitely on a, on a positive track and in the right direction here. Perfect. For a lot of martial arts instructors then, having their own premises is kind of like the, it's the sign that they want to do something amazing, they want their own place, they want to have it branded, etc. What advice, if any, would you, would you have to people that are kind of maybe in school halls at the moment that want to take that leap onto the next stage of it? I think, um, it's like with any business, if, you know, there's always a risk. Yeah. There's always risk. You, you're not going to do this without a risk. I think you have to be in the right place and the right mindset to want to do that and to want to put the work in. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. There's, there's instructors that are doing a fantastic job from school halls or community centers. It, it, 
it doesn't make the martial art any less or the instructor any less at all. Um, and sometimes I feel like I love having my, my full-time center. When I started training in the Shotokan classes and other classes, they were in community centers and church halls and things like that and on hardwood floor and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I've kind of been there and I know what that's like. And then when I went to other sort of classes and stuff, and especially um, in my sort of competitive career, you know, we had like, you know, first class facilities and mats and all the latest equipment and everything like that. So I've kind of trained in both sides and I, I know sort of the benefits of having a full-time school, not having to take equipment there and set out mats and have your own flexibility within your timetable. I think if, if it's something that you want to do and you're passionate about doing it, you're going to find a way to do it. You have to want to do it. If you're kind of like, oh, I don't know if I should do that yet. Or if you're not fully invested, um, then you're probably not going to have the success um, that, that you're really looking for in, in that sense. Location is really important. And I think it's important not to kind of just rush in to do it. You've got to find the right location too uh, and have the right structure for your business. There's, there's lots of information now that's available that wasn't available so many years ago. You kind of had to do a bit of trial and error and find out the hard way what works and doesn't work. So, I mean, there's lots of people now that are running full-time martial arts schools and I think the great thing now in this day and age is social media and it's very easy to, to jump online, contact somebody, ask them a question. You know, most people are very friendly and, and willing to give you any advice and go, actually, we did this, but this is what happened. And then if you try this, this worked for us. And I think it's important to take all that information, process it, and then extract what works for you and what you believe in. Because there's no point running on somebody else's plan if you don't agree with it or not fully invested in that. So I think it's important to kind of do your own research and um, yeah, really understand the process of running a business. Because, you know, when you've got rates and bills and everything like that to pay, yeah. you've got to turn up and you've got to make it work. Yeah. It's different, you know, if you, if you don't want to hire the community centre or the school hall, you might have to give so much notice to do that, but you haven't got the overheads. Um, so yeah, I think that's really important to assess, write out you know, the pros and cons of both. I think once you have a full-time center, you won't look back, honestly. I think it's the, the benefits of doing that are, are amazing. You having your own flexibility and all that kind of stuff and control over what you do. Um, yeah, obviously you can't do that necessarily in, if you've got rented accommodation or not rented accommodation, but if you're renting out um, yeah. hours at a school center or whatever. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think for me, like the hardest thing um, initially, just making sure that you understand kind of the, the business procedure and the structure of your business and how you're going to run that and really plan, really, really sit down and plan. Um, and yeah, I think now I'm in a position where we have staff and we've got instructors, but that doesn't happen straight away. So you, you have to be patient and you, you know, put that plan in motion and keep working towards it and keep growing. And you're allowed to make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be perfect straight away sure, sure. Yeah. You've got to keep working out because that's how you learn as well a lot of things that i've done here at the school um you know when i look back on i was like oh sorry what were you thinking Why did you <laughs> but at the time that's kind of like i thought this is what needed to be done and then you, you learn from that definitely but again with social media now there's so much information that you can um, easily access yeah. that will help you make better decisions um you know doing your own research but for me, that's what I wanted to do all along. I think, you know, whatever I do in my career moving forwards, I'm still going to have my school. I'm still going to teach. I'm still going to be involved. Martial arts is still my way of life, regardless of what I'm doing. 
um mm-hmm. in that sense but i think you you just really have to be invested and really want to do that make that decision and if you want to do it go for it because i mean as, as well as you know there being a, a risk in anything that you do start a new business you know i think having the regret of not doing something sometimes you know can can get you down even more yeah so, you know, it can be worse yeah yeah if you, you know a few years down the line you might go oh you know what i wish i wish i'd taken that building when the opportunity was there um you know and again if you take a full-time facility i think you just got to look into all the details really and just make sure it's right for you um and don't let anyone go you know you need to do this you need to do what's right for you but i think research and um planning is super important excellent yeah um mentioning social media then what are your thoughts on social media and the whole martial arts scene obviously there's there's the one side which is the business side and then there's also just the general martial arts that's put out there. there's so much access to information now um just because of things like that and that can be a good thing can be a bad thing i suppose as well yeah there's always two sides of social media and it's not just martial arts we're in the martial art industry where we teach martial arts we train etc so that's kind of what we see the most of isn't it kind of um you know people connected with the martial art industry as well but i think from speaking from you know to different business people and, and friends and associates over the years and stuff it's not just our industry that that has this it's all industries yeah, yeah. in this industry right now so there's good and bad and um people have an opinion people will always want to give you their opinion and you don't have to listen True. to it <laughs> you know you you there's so much information, so much good, so much positivity. Social media, I use social media as um, kind of like a TV channel for, for my businesses. So this is what we do, this is what we're about, advertising, that kind of stuff. I don't really use my social media as a personal um, platform, yeah. you know, yeah. for kind of like friends and family, if that makes sense. Um, you know, so if someone adds you as a friend on Facebook, then you know, you're not best friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People sort of use social media for that social connection for friends and family, and I totally understand that. I don't use social media in that sense. Um, it's it's for my businesses, it's for my profile, my professional profile. Um, but yeah, there's 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 good and bad, and that's why you have the block button. That's why you have a delete button, um, and you can share information or 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 not share information. I think you just need to um, make sure. There's a lot of people that I've seen recently, especially during this pandemic. Um, like to express how they're feeling on Facebook and social media on, or Instagram or whatever that is, which is absolutely fine. They've got every right to do that. I, I just worry sometimes that social media um, affects people's mental health in certain ways and puts a pressure on people, or puts a pressure on us. Um, you know, if you see somebody being so successful and doing really well, then that can have you know, a negative impact on, on what you're feeling and what you think your business is doing right now. But yeah. a lot of times on social media, we just put all the, the good things on there, don't we? And all the things that are yeah. yeah, and it's not always the case, you know, in the background. So I think it's important to remember that. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't really go on social media that much in the sense of like, I try not to, uh, I try and be as productive as possible on social media. You know, I post for my businesses. Um, I'll interact on some of the forums and some of the groups and things like that, but um, it, it, it can be quite negative or upsetting Crazy. sometimes. Yeah, and yeah for, for certain people, and I think I think it's important just to be aware of that. Um, I mean, on on my iPhone now, my iPhone tells me um, what I've been doing on my phone, so how much you know, proc, you know, how much work is is 
is productive, how much yeah. time I've been, you know, screen time has been on social media or whatever. So, you know, if you take a look at that, you go, actually, what am I doing? Are you on social media and you find yourself kind of like scrolling through or you're <laughs> doing something for purpose, you know? So I think it's quite easy, you know, especially during lockdown and stuff, isn't it? You know, we're all on our phones and our tablets and stuff and we can kind of wander and try and keep ourselves occupied, which is absolutely fine. I think it's just important just to um, take care of your mental health and just make sure, you know, focus on what you're doing, not necessarily what everybody else is doing. It's really easy to fall into that trap, you know, um, and not just in martial arts, but it can be any area. So it could be, you know, to do with your, your health and your fitness or the way you look or, um, you know, somebody's got a new car or somebody's house. It, it can be kind of personal things that you feel like you should have or be better at or whatever. And they can all have an impact on us. So, um, yeah, I just try and be as productive as I can on social media and use it as a TV channel, really, or platform for, for my businesses and not so much a, a personal connection. You know, if, if we're friends, I'd rather pick up the phone and have a chat or text message or Skype or FaceTime and have that personal interaction rather than just, you know, post, post a comment for, for my, you know, really close circle of friends and family. Um, and then that's how I kind of see it. Yeah, there's good and bad. So you just have to kind of filter out the bad and um, use all those methods of doing that, you know, block, delete, yeah. <laughs> unfollow, all that stuff. <laughs> cool. um, let's talk about the films and, and the film career and how that all began for you. So it went from the competition circuit, is that when you kind of got some, some traction on that and some recognition? Yeah, just from um, competing at the US National uh, yeah. Title World Championships and um, some directors and local filmmakers and producers were kind of uh, talent scouting and invited me over to America to film. I was not interested in filming at all because I just wanted to fight. Uh, never, I'd obviously done drama at school and stuff like that, but, um, you know, I wasn't drawn to do that i was like okay cool give it a try you know they they put me up for six weeks in america went over the films and um yeah it was a kind of a life-changing experience because um, i did actually really really enjoy it <laughs> i was absolutely rubbish like my leg was, sh was shaking like doing my lines and i was just so nervous but um i sort of had to like i said before sort of channel what i did on the mats in the competition arena and then sort of channel that sort of confidence and that energy into the characters that I was playing. So um, it's kind of like learning a whole new craft. It is learning a whole new craft and that's what I've had to do over these many years. Um, really sort of honing on that really. It's just like if you're training or you're, you're learning a new style, you know, you've got to take time. You're not just going to pick it up straight away. You've got to, you know, practice, 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 practice. So it's the same thing whatever you do and it's the same with acting and stunt work. You know, you've got to, you've got to drill, you've got to practice and really um, work on the crafts. But that's how I kind of got into it. And then a lot of my friends that had been in the competition area, especially kind of in the musical forms and creative side and things like that, were kind of screen fighting. And um, uh, one friend sort of put me forward onto an agency and it's just kind of networking, just like we do in the martial arts business industry. It's um, just, just networking with people that are in the industry as well. And then I kind of got different jobs and roles and then, um, you know, eventually got a different agent and then, yeah, just kind of took off from there. But again, it's just like stepping stones and it's building it up and it's working on your craft and it's getting better. And, um, you know, I still cringe when I watch stuff that I've been in years ago, but, but yeah, but it's, it's been, a, it's been a learning curve and it's been a journey and it's, it's been fantastic and I'm really grateful for that, but that's how I got started really. And, um, I guess I've sort of, use the martial arts now within the acting work that I do um as kind of a, a niche really which is which has worked really well 
perfect. Um, let's talk a little bit about Doctor Strange then, because that was obviously a major Hollywood hit and you had a major role in it. Um, so yeah, how did that all come about? What was it like experience such a big, big, big production? Obviously it was an amazing experience, like working with the A-list cast on there and not just the A-list cast, like uh, Benedict, Chubatel, Mads, uh, Tilda, like, you yeah. know, all, all of those guys were absolutely amazing, down to earth, fantastic actors. Um, so I learned a lot from those guys, but even just from, you know, the stunt team as well, the stunt coordinators and the fight coordinators and the whole stunt team and the rest of the cast, um, it was just a really great experience. It kind of, um, I wasn't really expecting to, to be away for that long. So I went for an audition. Um, so my agent put me forward for a couple of auditions at the time and I actually got, um, both of them. I got both roles. I got callbacks for both roles. So one of them was for Doctor Strange and the other one was for Wonder Woman. Right. And, um, but you know, good, good role, good featured role. It's like, okay, so then what happens? Okay, well, let's see how it plays out. And mm -hmm. then obviously we're both filming at the same time. So then it was kind of uh, had to make a decision of which, yeah. which job, you know, to go for. So obviously I had discussions with my agent. Um, and then so once it was confirmed that I had the role, it was kind of like, uh, good seven eight months away from home so you know living in london monday to friday i'd come home at the weekend if we weren't filming or training or working or whatever at the weekend but it was quite you know a long time i got married in the uh september yeah. let me retract a little bit so i did the audition i think it was july i got the part in august um was started to work in september and then i was like i'm getting married am i allowed to do that <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we only got married, went on my honeymoon and stuff. Or when I came back, so then I was like, okay, bye, husbands. Okay, see you in <laughs> April, whatever it was. And um, but it was a fantastic experience. And um, I think, obviously, you know, the budget of the film is incredible. Um, I've worked on low budget independent films. Obviously, worked on Doctor Strange and other bigger, uh, you know, budget productions. Um, and they're all different for different reasons. So, you know, when you've got money, you've got more time and you can do more things and you can have your chair with your name on it and you get you know, <laughs> driven everywhere and, I, you know, you get your own trailer, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, but then on the smaller productions as well, you, it's, it's just different. Like everything's such closer knit and you have to work harder, but it's rewarding in different ways. So it's an amazing experience. I learned a lot from obviously the actors and the cast and the crew. Uh, made some really good friends on there as well. So uh, Katrina played the the blonde zealot, Scott Adkins. Um, you know, he played one of the zealots as well. And another friend of mine, Allah, he played the other zealot. There was four main zealots. Um, and, you know, we were fighting around the, the streets of New York and stuff like that. But we, we got to go to LA to film. We went to New York to film. We went to some amazing locations in the UK. We mainly filmed at Long Cross Studios um, and Shepperton Studios, but... Um, yeah really really great experience and it's kind of one of those things that at the end of it you're ready for a rest you're ready for a break and then you kind of get this like uh not depression but you kind of get this oh i need to get back on a film set i need to kind of get into the next thing yeah so it's, it's, kind of, it's like when you've had a fight or you don't you know you've been working up to this fight and then you, you've had it successful or not and then you're like okay you have a little bit of time and you're like right i need to get back in the training camp because i want to get ready for my next fight it's, it's a similar kind of thing and um the, the friendships that you make especially for when you're on a production for that length of time uh, really really incredible um yeah so grateful for that and obviously dr strange is one of the um the sort of hollywood films i guess that you know the marvel and disney film so sure. it's one that i get asked about quite a lot because it's, it's very well known but um yeah 
I don't think I've answered anything you didn't think I was going to say, but it was a great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, you said some of the more independent ones, the smaller budget ones then. So there was Cannibals and Carpet Fitters that you did with like Lee was there, wasn't he, Lee Charles? Um, yeah, I've done that. I've worked with Lee a few times on different yeah. stuff. And, um, Lee's cool. He's, he's doing very, very well for himself at the moment. So I'm uh, yeah. yeah, proud of him. And a lot of my friends in the industry, are, you know, it's incredible to see everybody's journey as well. Everybody's... Um, working hard and the rewards are coming through now it's starting to pay off so that, that's really good to see for everybody um yeah some of some other films um i've just finished well not just finished but um tribal should be released in this summer as well so i was obviously in tribal but was a co-producer on that which was a different experience for me so not just being in front of the camera but being behind the camera and sure. yeah having all that stress so i've gone a bit gray from that <laughs> <laughs> did you enjoy it was it a good experience be behind the camera as well or do you prefer yeah, to I love kind of like organizing and doing all that kind of stuff anyway, you know, admin kind of stuff and, you know, logistics and things like that. I'm, you know, I don't know if I'm very good at, but I like, I enjoy doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's definitely hard being able to um, sort of, you know, re remember my lines, do the fight scenes, do all the acting in front of the camera and then quickly switch. Be like, okay, this needs to be done. We need to call this person. We need to make sure this is arranged for the shooting day tomorrow. And yeah. so going between the two roles was very hard, harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, but yeah, but I'm looking forward to seeing what people think about that. So hopefully, you know, this summer we should have a release date and then you guys should get to see it. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Excellent. Um, has it been affected then by COVID? Is like the release date been postponed or anything or a little bit, a little yeah. bit. yeah it's kind of out of my hands so you know it's been passed over to um, the sales agents and the distributors so as soon as we we get word on what the release date is you know i get asked all the time when's it coming out when's it coming out yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's not i can't do anything about that <laughs> um, i can just tell you when um so yeah as soon as we get word from that, i think everything's been affected in some way you know things have slowed down in all industries um so definitely but what what it has allowed us to do is especially at the beginning of the lockdown is make sure you know the, the sort of post-production and all the deliverables with the film uh, were completed on time so that got sent away and stuff and you know we, we did everything we could um in the time frame so that was great and it's also allowed us to work on um a new production that we're working in association with film vault which is the martial art road show which okay. is a concept that vic had like years ago but i, I remember think, it yeah yeah because of um the lockdown and stuff i think it's allowed us to be creative and productive and i've had loads of scripts through from different productions that you know as soon as we kind of get the green light and we can start moving forward again properly we can get back into the rot into the swing of things into the into the role of that but yeah we're looking forward to the martial art roadshow as well so yeah. um, more gonna... about that and the ideas behind it um yeah so it's in um pre-production at the moment in the sort of development stages but i know they're going to be casting for uh different kind of instructors and martial artists and schools and things like that real soon so um on their website and on their social media they're going to be announcing that so i was um cast as a presenter role which is awesome for me so i get to kind of be me and chat to people and talk about yeah. martial arts and show good people stuff. how it is as well so we've got some good platforms that's going to be announced on um at the moment again it's in pre pre uh production so as soon as we get any announcements that we can kind of release out we'll definitely be doing that but um i think it's a good time for the martial arts industry to be on the tv so i thought it was a, it was a good time for um showcasing the positive benefits of the martial arts and what our industry is all about which i'm excited to do um so that's what i hope i'm going to bring to the role as the presenter for the show um but yeah so looking forward to, to that as well Okay, good stuff.
Um, COVID then, so how has it affected your business and, and what? You seem to be just taking it in your stride um, and just kind of going, right, we just moved online, it's done, fine, cool, we'll just yeah, keep going. One, and, yeah. That is one reason. Um, I think I'm quite a relaxed person anyway, quite chilled in that sense, more so than maybe by the heart. Uh, in certain areas, we were kind of yin, yin and yang in that sense. Yeah, yeah. I've always kind of been a bit, um, not laid back, but just, well, you've got to roll with it. You know, we can't control the situations that's happening. So why are you, why are we getting so stressed and worked up about this? Because we, there's nothing we can do about it. But we, we did adapt and move very quickly online, literally overnight. Yeah. And I think that really helped um, keep the main body of the student base there's a few people that, that couldn't stay because um of personal circumstances you know people are losing their jobs or finances and you know a lot of self-employed people just you know they've got to prioritize their, their family and their home life and, and their bills and stuff so we totally understand that so we we kept the majority of our, our we, we lost a few people mm -hmm. but i'm hoping those people are going to come back when we do reopen yeah. um but i think yeah, I mean, we, we did great. We moved everything online straight away. We built this whole training library online, this whole kind of membership area where people could train. And again, just going back to what we said about the social media before, we kind of treated it like a TV channel so people could come and train when they wanted to. We do live Zoom classes um, every day, three or four classes every day. We just kind of did as much as we could for the students. Um, and I think they really appreciate that. We've been doing outdoor one-to-one -one sessions for the last like three months now. Yeah the government said that PTs can go outdoors so we're like yes <laughs> so that, that was great and that's uh, that's something that we offered free of charge for us for our students as well you know our members are very loyal to us and we want to give back to our members too and I think um, we've we've tried to do and I think they appreciate that I've seen that we've tried to do everything we can to make sure we can still provide a service um, and, and they're getting what they need from the classes there's, there's been some some kids in particular younger children that have struggled not everybody just like a handful of children like my nephew my youngest nephew has really struggled with the online classes but yeah. when he can watch a training video in his own time um that's worked better and those kids that haven't done that have come and um you know benefit for, benefited from the one-to-one -one sessions that we've done as well so yeah we just kind of try to adapt as quickly as possible to kind of go right we're closed on the tuesday or the monday whatever it was okay on wednesday we're online let's go <laughs> Um, so I think that's been really beneficial um, and yeah I think co uh, communication with our students as well yeah. has been important so for me we, we I mean we also did like um, or have been doing a, a weekly uh, it's called the Marma Blick show which is like yeah. a, a Facebook live thing where we do quizzes and things like that just to yeah. keep the interaction especially during the first few weeks of lockdown when it was like everything was locked down yeah. we just felt like the communication was so important with our students and our members um, and that that was really fun just just to be able to do that not even to kind of do classes but just to have a chat and ask people how they were I think was, was really important and I think I mean, our social media pages and our private group pages, especially on Facebook for our members and stuff, have always been interactive, but yeah. we've never had so much interaction and engagement. Yeah. Do you think it's built the community group. stronger than? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. And even the people that were very much invested in the school and, um, you know, whatever, even, even those people have really bonded and maybe people that were kind of... Um, you know we'll just drop the kids off and not really come in and watch the sessions yeah. though those parents and those families are now feel like they're part of our community as well which is really part of it, yeah. 
Yeah, but I think the communication has definitely been key for that as well. Um, but I mean, I know a lot of instructors have been doing online classes and absolutely slaughtering themselves with like a million classes every day. But <laughs> we've, we've kept it to kind of three or four classes, but we've kept the consistency. Yeah. Um, and it's not just me, like the team have been involved. So I think that that's been important, having different faces and chatting to people and using the Zoom classes as little chats afterwards as well for everyone to be able to kind of communicate with each other. We've been doing like Facebook live sessions too. Um, but I think the Zoom, you know, like we're chatting now on Zoom, um, it, it just allows the interaction just a little bit more, I think, which has been important. Definitely. Yeah. 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 How, how have you coped through the, the lockdown period? We've done similar to you. We were, yeah, whenever we got locked down a couple of days later, we were like, right, online, let's go for Zoom. Let's, yeah, we filmed, I think, a month worth of pre-recorded material. And then we hoped that it wouldn't last any longer than that. <laughs> and then we proved wrong. So it was yeah. kind of, all right, we'll film another month. But yeah, as you said, the communication, I think, was just um, super important. And I think the same with us, it's built our community stronger. Like, yeah. you know, we've been doing challenges together and um, Facebook Lives, things like that, quizzes every week. And yeah, I think, yeah. It's definitely positives to take out of it, even if it's a really crap situation. I think it's still yeah, good. No, good yeah, we're totally out of control of what's happening and what, you know, the government um, tell us we can and can't do. So yeah. I think making sure that your, your business survives by, you know, communicating with your students and providing the service that you can is, is super important. It's also allowed us, like we spoke about earlier, to kind of refurb the building and the facility yeah. and do those little jobs that we've been meaning to do, but because we're open all the time and we've got so many classes here, it's hard to kind of get done so it's allowed us you know the time to do that um it's allowed me time to kind of read scripts and be productive in other areas too so um yeah i think do we just any downtime zara do you ever just chill just relax yeah i mean um when did i chill last <laughs> no i think if you're if you're if, if you're productive i don't mean busy because we can all be busy but i think as yeah. long as you're being productive um I think the lockdown has allowed me to rest. We've had, even though we've been busier than ever, <laughs> strangely enough, um, working from home initially and just having um, that relaxed atmosphere helps me to relax anyway. So, um, and again, like I kind of get itchy fingers that like, we'll, we'll have, you know, a few hours off or, you know, maybe tomorrow I'll be like, oh, you know, we're just going to spend some time in the garden uh, and then tomorrow we're back on it. So, yeah, I do make sure we have dine time and stuff. I'm very, very wary of that because a few years ago I did kind of burn out okay. really bad and sort of made myself really unwell. Um, but I am a little bit of a workaholic, but I'm very much aware of that now. And I know when I'm getting to that point where, OK, I've just got to take a little break and have a little rest and, and, and get back to it. But as long as you're being productive and not just kind of pulling yourself on pillar to post. Yeah. Busy but getting nothing done. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, you've got to really focus on, on what you're doing. And, you know, we've all got goals, haven't we? So, um, well, I hope we've all got goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, staying on track with them and, and sort of prioritising your time and stuff is important. Definitely, yeah. Um, let's talk about the future then. So kind of post-COVID, when this all has finished, hopefully sooner rather than later, what are your plans then in terms of your own academy, in terms of the four different businesses, in terms of um, the movie things as well? I think we're all, we're, they're all growing in um, a positive direction. Um, again, with the academy, I think, I, I feel like the bond in the community here is much stronger. Mm -hmm. We've had so many inquiries during the lockdown about people wanting to join. 
Um, and I've turned, I've not turned them away, but I've said, look, you're going to have to wait because we're not taking on new members right now. Yeah. I know a lot of people have done that during lockdown, which is absolutely fantastic. And that's what they want to do for their business. Um, I have my own opinions about teaching martial arts online yeah. to people who I've never met before. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I think for me, it's very different from having your students train with you online uh, or having maybe a beginner's course online. Yeah. Um, to introducing people who've never done any before and then that's all they're going to do now so um if that works for you that's absolutely fine but i decided i made that decision to not enroll any new members during this lockdown period and have a waiting list for when we do reopen to introduce people to that um so i think we're going to be busy not just myself but i think we're all going to be pretty busy in terms of interest in martial arts and people want to be physically active and learning new stuff i think we're all going to be busy um which is great i think uh the team here are doing a fantastic job they're all growing yeah um i sort of have more of a managerial role here and i'm not on the floor 24 7 um which is great so i can take the school in the direction we want to um, I focus on some of the production stuff that we're doing with um, sort of my production company and my ZP sports brands um, and then my own online training stuff that I'm doing like my ZP online training academy as well um, so everything's kind of going in the right direction which is great so I'm focused on um, splitting my time equally between the businesses so I'm not kind of like uh, over focused on one area so that another slips and then i've got to go ah but i do this now and that slips yeah. i think just that you know it's just balance isn't it it's like work home life you've got to find that good balance and i think with the different businesses that i'm doing just making sure i'm balancing out my time and prioritizing things but it is it's a good position to be in right now for me personally and i think um i'm excited about the future of martial arts i do think this is going to be a really busy time for us i mean september anyway historically is is a busy time yeah. isn't it school. um and i think people especially from the people that I've been talking to are just, they just want to get back into some kind of structure or just get out. The guys that have been coming for the one-to-one -one sessions here for the past few months, you know, some of the kids initially hadn't been out of the house since March. Yeah. And it's just, people are kind of really itching to get back into doing things now and be active. Um, so that's cool. So, and I, I'm, I'm really itching to get back onto kind of film sets and things like that as well. So doing everything I can in, in that sense with the online stuff and, and the academy and, and, the, and the businesses. Um, and yeah, keeping on track with the plans and the goals um, and staying positive and making sure I find time to train and look after myself as well. Because if you don't look after yourself, you can't look after anything else or your business or anyone else. So I think that's important to just add <laughs> to that. Very true. Yeah, you know, very true. Yeah, sometimes, can't we? I don't know about you, but I need a haircut after like four months. I can't wait, I'm booked in for Sunday. Bring it on. Yeah. I can't get in yet. My hair just got a wait list. <laughs> Tommy, I don't ever colour my hair, but I'm gonna have to like um be a DIY see. job. Oh no, I don't do that. <laughs> no, I can't do that. I'll I'll probably damage my hair somehow. Um, yeah, I let I let my hairdresser take care of that. But I'm yeah. like, can you these little grey bits? <laughs> grey bits, can you like get rid of them? It's COVID grey, yeah. It's the COVID look. <laughs> um but yeah i think it's, it's important to, to focus on your businesses we all want to be successful of course we do but i think finding that balance that works for you is, is important so you take care of your mental health and physical health too definitely perfect all right thank you so much for chatting to us i really really appreciate it You're very welcome. look forward to seeing what you do in the next six months or eight months or three months or however long it takes but yeah
Can't wait yeah, to see it. Okay. And I'm just, um, I just want to wish everybody in the martial arts industry, industry all the, you know, the best. I know that people are very anxious or angry right now that we're not able to open, but our time's going to come. And I think, you know, we're all going to use that positive energy and drive that into our classes and change people's lives and keep doing what we're doing. So, uh, yeah, I just want to say best wishes to all our fellow uh, martial artists and instructors out there too. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Zara. Cheers, Dan. Awesome. Okay, bye.